all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Fortman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, One Church in Global Locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Unconditionally loved by God and that harvest. I come to him just as I am, but I won't stay as I am because the message I'm prepared to receive will make me more like the great I am. I am blessed and I am favored in Jesus' name. You can be seated tonight. I want to revisit some of what we've already covered in part one of the Spirit of Lilith, and I'm already ministering. Father, I decrease that you might increase, Father, tonight. Speak to us tonight, Father, that a freedom would hit the lives of your people tonight. I'm sick and tired of them being bound. I'm sick and tired of them being stuck. They're sick and tired of being stuck. They're sick and tired of being bound. And so tonight, we declare that since two folk are sick and tired of the same thing something's gonna be done about it tonight and we declare that there's an eviction notice coming to the spirit of living that's been operating in their life in the name of Jesus it's been killing and it's been stealing and it's been destroyed from them for far too long but tonight tonight something's getting ready to shift and change in their life and if you believe it shout I believe that I'm already ministering. I want to revisit some of what I've already covered in part one of the spirit of Lilith. And if you did not get that, you need the CD. Somebody say, I need the CD. Now, I want to remind you that this is a deep revelation and you need the CD, uh, but not only part one, but tonight also, because until two weeks ago, you've not heard what I released. And please understand, you've not heard what I released before and, and what I'm getting ready to release tonight. But if you'll hear the word and follow the instructions connected to the word, you're going to see a surge in your life like you've never experienced before. If you believe that, give him praise right there. Now. I realize some of y'all are so used to being average and sucking that the thought of a surge is offensive. But I'm here to announce to you, your days of average are over. Your days of just getting by are over. Your days of drama are over. I'm going to preach to somebody that wants to hear something. Your days of dealing with the same mess year after year after year after year. I'm telling you, that's over. Touch your neighbor and say, it's over in your life. No, that is not going to work. Touch your neighbor and say, it's over in your life. And let me define clearly when I say the word suck, I'm talking about keep dealing with the same stuff year after year after year after You're 55, you're 45, you're 32. How many more years are you going to keep dealing with the same stuff? How grown are you going to be but you keep acting like a child but tonight? Now watch this, please understand. In Greek, the word spirit is the word pneuma and in Hebrew, it is the word ruach. Say ruach, pneuma. Uh, in a human being, the spirit is your subconscious mind and your soul is your conscious mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. So check this out. You are a spirit. Say, I am a spirit. You have a soul. 
I, I live in a body. So check this out. And whenever we talk about the spirit of love, we are talking about the subconscious mind. Please understand. In pneumatology, which is the study of spirits, when we say the spirit of Lilith, we are literally evaluating how the actions of this being who once lived infiltrated Adam and have been passed down to humanity. I'm going to say it again. When we talk about the spirit of Lilith, we are literally, somebody say literally evaluating how the actions of this being who once lived infiltrated Adam and consequently have been passed down to you which means you're dealing with something from somebody you may not have ever encountered or never have even met but the spirit infiltrated Adam and since we're born after Adam it's now in you that's why when you're born again and become a Christian you are now part of the bloodline of the last Adam and his name is Jesus to Christ which means I could be bound but I don't have to be bound you ought to shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off and say, you don't have to be bound anymore. No, baby, God didn't save you from hell just for you to live in hell on earth. He didn't save you from drama just for you to create more drama on earth. Y'all not saying nothing. He didn't pull you out of that mess just for you to keep running back up into it. He ain't pull you off that drug and off those alcohol. and Y'all not saying nothing. He didn't pull you out of that mess for nothing. Touch your neighbor and say, he's not going to lose on his investment. So now watch this, spirits, say spirits, spirits have no sex, meaning male or female, and watch this, as we do. So when I refer to the spirit of Lilith as her, know that it's a spirit which can work through a male or a female. I'm going to say it again, because watch this, fellas, you cannot be quick to talk about, see, there go Lilith, no, you might be her. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Now, the question that we began, we began this last week. I'm going to revisit some of it. We're going to go into some new territory. We're going to circle the highway one more time, and then we're going all the way to the springs. We're going to do it all tonight. Are y'all going to go with me? Let's go tonight. Now, watch this. The question that we asked uh, in part one of this is why did Adam sin when all Adam knew was the best leader, the best father, the best mentor, the best leader that there possibly was? Adam walked with God himself. In fact, Adam is unique because Adam now is the first son of God. Please understand, Jesus is not the only, nor is he the first begotten son of God. In fact, son of God just simply means that you are God in the flesh. Adam now is the first son of God because he is in the teshalom in the Hebrew. He is in the image and in the likeness of God, which gave him superiority to the angels because while the angels were servants, Adam was a son. You're not hearing me. While the angels were servants, Adam was a son, which means the best the angels could ever do was follow commands. But a son now, everything that was the father's now was the son. That's why the scripture says that the earth is groaning for the manifestation, not for members, not for just harvesters, not for just disciples, but it is groaning for the manifestations of sons. Why? Because a son has access to everything that his daddy is, which means if I see my father do it, then I now have the ability to do it. Are you still here? Now, Genesis 126, here it is. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Say likeness. And let him have dominion. Say absolute power. Over the fish of the air, over the birds of the air, or the fish of the sea, excuse me, the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now, I told you this in part one. Uh, this is not Jesus talking to uh, the Father, talking to the Holy Ghost. God is not a schizophrenic. 
a piece of sand. There are not three things going on. There is one God that is manifested in three different ways. Just like you could be a mother and a daughter and an employee at the same time. You are one, but there are three different manifestations of the same thing. It is the same way with God. There are Deuteronomy says, uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Somebody say he's one, uh, which means there is not a Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and they're having a board meeting. No, there is a God speaking to all of the manifestations of himself simultaneously, which means Jehovah Jireh looked over at Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Nisi looked over at Elohim. Elohim looked over at El Shaddai. El Shaddai looked over at Sitkanu. And God congregated amongst all of the goodness that he is and said, let us duplicate ourselves in a man named Adam. Somebody say Adam. And watch this. He's going to have absolute power over everything going on in the earth, which is the reason why some of you keep saying, now, why won't God do nothing? God said, why? I gave you power. You sitting up here complaining about stuff that God says, I gave you the power to deal with. I gave you the authority to deal with. And you sitting up complaining about something you got power over. Sickness is not the final answer in your life. You have dominion. Lack is not the final answer in your life. You have dominion. You know why hell is going on in your house? Because you won't stop it. That's why it's going on. But if you stand up and say, that's for me. At my house, I will. We gonna serve the Lord. If you ain't coming to church, get the hell up out of here. Because up in here, this household serves the Lord. I wish I had somebody in here. I ain't preached in several weeks, so you gotta give me a little excuse. What's this now? He says, "Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness." Well, what is the likeness of God? He is spirit. Say he's a spirit. Now we understand in a human that is your what subconscious mind. Say my subconscious mind. Let them have dominion, absolute power over the fish of the sea, watch this, birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now go to chapter number two, and I want you to get down to verse number seven. And the Lord God formed uh, uh, a man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath, the rock of life, and man became a what? Talk to me. Then the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground, uh, the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant in sight and good for food. And the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, a river went out from Eden. Now, Eden means, in Hebrew, land of voluptuous living. Please understand, God is not cheap. You might be. He is not. Y'all not saying nothing. God is not into, okay, let me, let me. No, doesn't even say he's not cheap. I know he's not cheap because when he looked at you, he could have paid what you were worth. Instead, he gave his life. You didn't hear what I just said. And truth be told, the scripture says that all righteousness is as filthy rags, which means he looked at you in your devalued state and still paid full price. You're not shouting. The fact that God gave his life for you meant he thought you were valuable even while you were in your nastiness. Y'all not going to say nothing to me. You, look at your neighbor and say, don't play with it. Don't sit up here and act like you didn't always been in church. Don't sit up here and act like you, you only, don't, don't, don't play with me. He paid full price knowing you wasn't nothing but a, oh, but I love him, I love him, I love him, I love him, I love him. Because although I was a wretch undone, is there anybody in here that can shout about the fact that even with your issues, he still wants you. Even with your issues, he still loves you. And he paid full price. What's full price, Bishop? He gave his life. What's this here? Now, look at verse 10. Now, a river went out from the land of voluptuous living. Paid full price. 
He's not cheap. To water the garden, and from there it parted and became four riverheads. I taught you about that in part four. Verse 11. And then it first is Pashon, which skirts the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. Bedellium and the onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihom, and which goes around the whole land of Cush, which is Africa, which tells you where they were, by the way. By the way. The reason when we look at Jesus on pictures and he's blonde hair and blue eyes and, and white skin is because historically people put Jesus in the image of themselves. Watch this, which is why some people call themselves hearing stuff from God when he ain't said done because they put him in his image. Because if you're saying something contrary to what he said, you a lie. Say amen to that. Verse 14, the name of the third river is Hydekel. As one goes to the east of Assyria, the fourth river is Euphrates. Now, but please understand, I told you this in part one, that just as a side note, that all of these things came to Adam. All Adam had to do was tend the garden. He didn't have to work for nothing. Everything was brought to him. Now, while you're looking at Adam and saying, what a dummy, I want to put the mirror on you. All Adam had to do was do what he was told and his life was going to be great. Watch this now. Verse 15. Then the Lord God took the man who put in the garden of Eden to t- do what? Tend it and, that's all he had to do. Tend it and keep it. Tend it and keep it. That, that's all he had to do. Wake up. Tend and keep. Noonday. Tend and keep. Go sleep. Tend and keep. While he dreaming. Tend it and keep it. Dream about how you're going to tend it and keep it when you get up in the morning. That's, what said. that's all he had to do. I said, touch your neighbor and say, that's all you. I'm going to break that Denver thing. Y'all, y'all, I'm going to break that right up off of you. I sure am. I promise you. Swear for the Lord, I'm going to break that off of you. When I say touch your neighbor, you put your hand out and touch your neighbor. Are you here? Well, I don't want to do that. Baby, please don't threaten me with a good time. The dough is right there. Please, please, please. We need to see it anyhow. One of them nights, I ain't even got them a subject. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, you can do what? Freely eat, but a tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat it because the day you eat of it, you're surely going to die. Now, what is God establishing here? Say choice. Now, the choice was simple. Adam, don't mess with that. Everything you need, I'm going to do for you. Just don't touch that. Just touch your neighbor and say, you can't touch that. I bet you touch your neighbor. <laughs> if you want a punk for a pastor, you're going to need to go to some other church. If you want a milk toast, cookies, and cornflakes, hallelujah, just touch your neighbor. Hallelujah. If you want that, baby, go. I got some places we can send you. I didn't pay too severe of a price to sit up and play games with you. Say amen to that. If you believe it, say amen. Okay, watch this verse 18. And the Lord God said, it's not good the man should be alone. I'm going to make him a helper comparable to him. Now, what's this? this? Here's the deal. Adam is formed from the dust. Say from the dust. Now, he's formed outside of uh, the garden, and then he's placed inside of the garden. Now, the question becomes, what happens? Because when we get to chapter, uh, go to verse 25 first. Verse 25 of chapter 2. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not what? Ashamed. Now, go to chapter 3. Question becomes, what happened in chapter number 3 so that Adam would disobey God? The only thing he knew was God. So where did the concept of disobedience to the only thing you knew came from? 
you can't say he got it from his daddy because his daddy was God. You can't say he got it from his mama because ain't no such thing as God mama. Ain't that, that ain't, that ain't. For all of you in your weird Western religion, about the God mother, no, no, you is mistaken. That ain't Bible and it's going to be hot where you're headed. The Lord mother, no, he ain't, no. Say amen to that. Now, look, look at chapter number three, verse one. I'm just going to walk you through it, and then we got to move fast. Let's say we're going to move fast in a minute. Oh, watch this. I, I got 14 minutes. Watch this. Now, the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Now, serpent there, I've taught you in the, in the Hebrew there, it doesn't mean snake. It means deceiver. Say deceiver. Now, the deceiver was cunning. That's how deceivers are. It's amazing to me to watch people get played, and they don't know they got played, but yet they sitting up talking to a pimp. How are you sitting up talking to somebody that they are professional pimp? Uh, okay, let me, maybe that's a little too raw for you. They are professional player. I oh, got it. And, and you sitting up here. No, they told me that they was going to always be there. They didn't told the last 17 victims that. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Uh, now what's this he was more cunning he, he was deceptive he was deceitful he had swag when he talked she believed and he said to the woman has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden now we understand and I told you this in part one that when God gave this directive Eve wasn't there he gave the directive to Adam so we have to assume that Adam told Eve that's how Eve knew which what Satan was really doing was to get Eve to question the leader Because watch this, if she questioned the leader, now she could illegitimize the leader's words. And now she could justify her rebellion against the leader. Because she wasn't there when God said it. Okay, it's quiet here. Verse 2, and the woman said to the serpent, now we got the first, first problem right here. Why are you talking to a deceiver? What you thought you were going to convince them to not deceive anymore? Be careful when you confront a liar because often all you do is make them smarter. I'm not saying don't confront them. I'm just saying be careful how you confront them because often all you're doing is teaching them how to change their words next time, which is why next time you're like, well, they said it exactly the way I wanted to because you told them how to. All right, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And the woman said to the serpent, we can eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die for God. No, now watch this. Now look, he directly contradicts what she was told. He says, you're not going to die. Come on, God be tripping. You are not going to die. God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you're going to be like God, knowing good and evil. We have a problem here. Genesis 1.26 says, go there real quick. Just they'll put it up on the screen. Verse, Genesis 1.26 says, then God said, let us make what? Man in our what? Image according to our likeness. Now go back to uh, Genesis chapter 3 and verse uh, number 4. The serpent said to the woman, come on, Genesis 3 and 4. The serpent said to the woman, you will surely not die. Verse 5. Verse 5, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Where was Eve taken from? Adam. Where was Adam made from? The image and likeness of God. So Eve was already what? Like God. So he's tempting her with something she already has, which is the issue with your neighbor. They keep tempted to go get what they already got. 
y'all not saved. You keep asking for strength and you forget that you've been strong already. You keep asking for peace and you forgot you already got it. You keep asking for joy and you forgot that the joy of the Lord is master. You keep asking for what you already got. Okay, watch, look, look, verse 6. So the woman saw that the tree was good for food, so she said, well, it makes sense to me. That's your first problem. Who told you to think that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree desirable to make one wise? She took of its fruit and she ate it. Now, watch this. She also gave to Adam, who was with her, and he ate. Now, he heard from God himself. It's one thing if you get a third head command. It's another thing when you talk to the general himself and the general says, do ABC. And then you choose to willingly disobey, you deliberately disobey, you deliberately disobeyed me. You choose to deliberately disobey and defy a directive that you were given. Check out what happened. She gave to Adam who was sitting there watching her have a conversation with a deceiver. The question is, why didn't he say something? The question is, why would he sit there and partake of what he knew God said not to do? I want to ask you the same question. Why do you keep getting caught up in stuff that you were warned about? You asked God for an answer. You got your answer at church, and then you still act dumb like a box of rocks and go run into the same mess that God tried to preemptively deliver you from. But I got an announcement for somebody tonight. Those days are over in your life. Unnecessary mistakes are over in your life. Unnecessary failure is over in your life. If you believe it, give God a shout right there what's this now why didn't he say something why didn't he do something about it why didn't he just sit there and let Eve who was watch this taken out of him that was his why wouldn't he fight for what was his why wouldn't he fight for what he labored for why wouldn't he fight to protect his voluptuous living his land why wouldn't he fight why did he punk out And roll over and just take what life threw at him. But I guess that's just the way it's going to be. Listen, Kunta, I'm going to need you to drop them chains. Touch your neighbor say, why? Why didn't Adam say something? Why didn't Adam do something? He knew it was jacked up the moment he saw the man over there. Touch your neighbor say, why? why? Look at this, look at this, look what happens. Uh, uh, verse 7, then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves and made for themselves coverings. Here's the issue. If God made them to be transparent, nakedness represents transparency. God made them that way. So now all of a sudden they're covering what he made and they're justifying it. See, that's the reason why many times you can't even uh, get to know people because you're meeting their covering. They've been hurt by so many people. You, you're meeting the actor that represents them. That ain't them. That's why you're a dummy if you're making permanent decisions in the first 90 days and knowing somebody talking about this the one. You're crazy. You ain't even met the real them. They still covered. Are you here? This is why even in marriages, people say, well, I don't understand her. And I don't say, you don't understand? Because everybody covered nobody's transparent and nobody's transparent because the truth is nobody wants to be vulnerable nobody wants to be vulnerable because Lilith's been there it's quiet here as of them both of them were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together made themselves coverings in other words God said I made you like this now who told you to undo what I made 
Who told you to conceal what I revealed? Who told you to hide behind something? Watch this. Watch this. Look at verse 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Adam, the Lord was coming for his daily meeting with, with Adam. He walked with Adam in the cool of the day. Say cool of the day. Now imagine the scene. God comes down. God, you know, God probably smooth. I know he's smooth. The Lord came down. He's smooth. You know, the angels preparing the way he's smooth. You know, the us is getting it ready for they, his, his, his guys on post. I mean, they, you know what I'm saying? They, they on post. They, they on it. You understand? And the Lord comes in the garden and he's like, okay, now where's my son at? Because he know this is the meeting spot. Why is he out of place? Why is he not on his serving post? Why he ain't doing what he know he's supposed to be doing? I got a problem. Where is he at? Where he at? Where he at? Where he go? Where he go? He said, and the Lord God walked in the garden in the cool of the day. I got now 10 minutes. <laughs> and the Lord God walked in preaching minutes, by the way. I, I will not be held to that time. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden of the cool of the day. Watch this. They heard his sound. They didn't see him. They heard him. That's what's been happening to some of y'all is, is the sound of the Lord calling you to a surge. Is what you've been hearing. And what you've been hearing has been shaking your life. Because the Hebrew says when the Lord speak, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And everything that can be removed will be removed. So only that which cannot be shaken and cannot be removed shall stand. But the problem is, is you've been running from the sound rather than running toward the sound. They heard him walking. They didn't see him. They heard him. First. They heard him walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves. Now, cool of the day tells us what? That it was probably going towards the sun going down, which means the day was getting ready to turn. Probably around this time. And Adam and his wife hid from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. You've seen me do it a million times, so I'm not going to do it. I just want to know what made them think in that moment that they can hide behind a tree. Move. Move your foot. You're going to get me in trouble. Move. Get over there. Get another tree. Always starting stuff. Get your own. They hid themselves. Notice, watch this. It's the same thing folk been doing for years. As they run from God when they should run to God. They run from church when they should run to church. They run from the man of God when they should run to the man of God. I remember somebody told me a few years ago, they said, Bishop, my friend loves the church and they're growing so much and they're learning so much, but they told me that they couldn't come no more because they didn't want to hear no more truth. I said, good. So may the Lord smite her and everything that she does to teach her that she ought not be that rebellious. Got quiet right there. <laughs> watch this, watch this, watch this. Then the Lord God called to Adam. He said, Adam, 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 Adam. Bible says when he speaks, it's like many waters. Then the Lord God called to Adam and he said to him, where are you? Now, I think King James cleaned it up nice. Because if you're a father looking for your son out of place. If you're a mother looking for your child out of place. Mothers, don't leave me hanging. The fellas left me hanging, but mothers, don't leave me. You ain't talking about, oh, my blessed child, where art thou? No, you but I told him not to run to the toy department. I told him, well, nobody getting nothing today out the stove. Over there in the toys. I told him, stay, stay right here. Stay, get in the basket. Get in the basket. Mama, I'm 15. Get in the basket. You better get in the basket. Don't touch nothing. 
He says, he says, look, look, look at verse 10. So he said, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid. I was fearful. Where did fear come from? He's in the image and likeness of God. Scripture says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, which means in God there is no fear. The only fear we are to have is the reverence of God, uh, the reverential fear, which means honor. Say honor. honor. So then where did Adam get fear from? Who told him that? Why they do that? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was who you made me to be. I was in my assignment. I was knocking at the greatest door of opportunity of my life and it actually opened this time. And I'm scared now. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Have you ever noticed how you used to self-sabotage yourself that when something seemed too good to be true, you'd be like, it's too good to be true, it can't be true. But can I tell you, when you serve Jesus, sometimes it is going to be too good to be true. You know why? There's a word for it. Favor. And favor means preferential treatment, which means it's always going to be too good to be true. Would you touch somebody next to you and say, it's always going to be too good to be true? That's one of the benefits of being a Christian. One of the benefits of being a Christian is that he'll give me favor I didn't deserve. He'll give me grace I didn't deserve. He'll give me mercy I didn't deserve. I says, said, said, uh, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid. I was naked, so I hid myself. I, I, I'm just still reviewing part one. Watch this. And he said, who told you that? Who? Not what? Who you been talking to, Adam? What sister of yours you been talking to? What brother of yours that ain't done nothing, ain't been nowhere, ain't got a window nor a pot you been talking to? Who you been talking to, Adam? Because I didn't tell you that. I didn't say nothing like that to you. Ever had somebody come and say something to you and be like, you said this and that, and you'd be like, I don't know what conversation you were in, but I didn't say none of that. All the stuff going on in your head, you need to go get that looked at. I didn't say that. Watch this. God says to him, who told you? Somebody say who. Who? This is an animal that makes that kind of sound. Y'all wasn't that part one? Okay. There's an animal make that kind of sound. Just make it with me. Who? Who told you something was wrong with you? Did you do what I told you not to do? <laughs> Verse 12. Then the man said, notice it, don't even call him Adam. <laughs> the man. The woman you gave me to be with, God, she gave me of the tree and I ate. Said, it's not my fault, God. It's her fault. And you should have, Lord, you should have really, Lord, you really should have thought about that before you sent her. It's her fault. Now watch this. Look at verse 13. Watch this. And the Lord God said to the woman, what did you do? The woman said, well, the serpent deceived me. So I, I did what you said not to. Then the Lord goes on. He curses the serpent, all that, all that, all that, all that, all that, all that, all that. But the question remains, why? Somebody say, why? Why would Adam, after all he knew was God, why would Adam disobey? He didn't know disobedience. Why is he fearful? He didn't know fear. 
He is in the image and in the likeness of the incorruptible God, yet somehow he didn't tow it up the first day he got it. It's something to have a new car for a few months and then wreck it. It's something else to get a brand new car and wreck it on your way out the parking lot for the dealership. Adam just got behind the drive. God just left for the day. And as soon as he got control, oh God, I'm going to help somebody. As soon as he was driving, he didn't wreck the whole doggone car. Are you still here? Somebody say, why? All right, we started answering this last week. Go to Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12. And I want you to get down to verse number 7. Revelation 12, verse number 7. I'm just reviewing it. I'm going to take you into some new stuff. Are you getting this tonight? All right. And war broke out in heaven. Now, I don't want you to get the imagery that somehow God has an enemy because God has no equals. And to have an enemy, you'd have to have an equal. God has no equal because nobody else can match his omnipotence, omnipotency. Nobody can match his all omnipotency, all powerfulness. Nobody can match that. So whenever the scripture talks about the enemies of God, it doesn't mean the enemies of God's. It means the enemy of God's people. Which God looks at your enemies as his enemies. You missed it. Only a fool would come against a Christian. You're not hearing me. Only a fool would come against a believer. Why? Because God says, if you mess with my child, I take it like you're messing with me. That's why you ain't got to worry about getting even with nobody. Because God says, if you mess with my children, if you mess with my son, if you mess with my daughter, I'm going to act like you did it to me. First. And war broke out. So I don't want you to get that. When it uses the terms war, it really deals with this concept that now God was uh, reassigning some of them. That's, I, that's too, I got to leave it right there. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And now, watch this. It was, it was a serpent in Genesis. And the dragon and his angels fought. Look, look, look at verse, uh, uh, next verse. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. Say they had to go. Yeah. See, God doesn't tolerate, please understand, God don't tolerate dishonor. God don't tolerate disorder. He said, now, I'm going to give you a couple of days. You better get your stuff together. Because I'm going to come back around here. It's quiet. Are you still here? Now, look, look at this. Revelation 12, uh, verse uh, number 9. So the great dragon was cast out. That what? Serpent of old called the? And? Watch this. Who does what? Deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Now, I taught you this in part one, that this concept of God versus the devil, it comes from Greek mythology. It's not Bible. God has no enemies uh, because he has no equals. Got it? It was Zeus, the God of the heavens, and Hades, the God of the underworld, which gave us the bribes to uh, God versus the devil, which is why some crazy Christians, if you take the devil from them, they ain't got nothing to talk about. That's all they know is the devil. Child, the devil this and the devil this. And I woke up and the devil was pushing me down. Really? Really? Where you see that at? Where you see that at in the book? The devil was pushing you down or your ceiling fan is on too high. Which is it? It got real quiet right here. Only place that foolishness happens is in the movies. Okay, can I teach this for a moment? Can I teach it for a moment? 
who deceives the whole world was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Now, this concept of God versus the devil, Zeus versus Hades is where this concept came from. Now, check this out. Same with the concept of demons. Now, we use the term demons because, watch this, as a term that was ascribed over time. But at no point uh, did, did God assign them to be demons. Look at what Revelation calls it. Verse 9, it says, and his what? And it's what? Angel. Talk. And it's what? Well, what? Cast out with him. Where? To the earth. So in Genesis, while God is forming his son, who's watching? They are. In Genesis, while God is interacting with his son, who's peeping game? They are. Okay, are you still here? Uh, now watch this. Look at verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying, Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down and they overcome about another lamb in the word of uh, our testimony. Therefore rejoice, O heavens. Woe to you, inhabitants of the earth. Look at verse, uh, this part. For the devil has what? Come down to you having what? Great wrath. What is wrath? Hot anger. You ever not said to someone, I'm really angry right now. But have you ever said, I'm hot. That's how he came down. He came down hot. Hellfire. Why though? Why is he mad? Because he knows that he has a short time. And his only mission here is to do what? Deceive. Okay. Who? The whole world. Now, there's two ways we could go about this. I can go to each individual and I can come mess with you and deceive you, but that's inefficient. Or I can poison the first so that everyone born after that one is tainted with the same issue. Y'all yeah, not hearing what I'm saying. Yeah, y'all not, not hearing what I'm saying. Uh, now, Satan and one-third of the angels fell from heaven knowing that they had a short time, so Satan needed to find a way to get humans to self-sabotage. So from one act early in life, if I can mess them up, I can mess them up for the rest of their lives. And now watch this. We see the spirit of Lilith fall to the earth. Where, Bishop? We just read it. Revelation 12. And I saw Satan... And his angels, one-third of the angelic host. Now, we don't know what that number is because we don't know what the number was to start with. We just know that it was one-third of however many there was, which we can assume that it was a lot. Are you still here? Now, check this out, check this out, check this out, check this out. Uh, you say, Bishop, so wait a minute. What are you trying to say, sir? Uh, go to Genesis 19, real quick. Genesis 19 and 1. And then we're going to move into this new stuff. I just want to take a little bit more time to set this up for you. Satan's job is to do what? Deceive. Now, he can come and mess with you individually or he can just introduce one thing that lays its eggs and those eggs hatch. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Isn't it more efficient to just mess up the first one so the first one now taints the rest? That's why the scripture says we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Well, how? The womb had to get tainted. That's a whole nother, okay, that's a whole nother, that's too deep, y'all. God, I wish y'all would come on and get these CDs so I can teach like I want to teach. God have mercy. Shonda. Genesis 19.1. Now, wait a minute, hold on, put the verse down. Satan and one-third of the angels, Hasatan in Hebrew, the adversary, and one-third of the angelic host, the angels. Now, watch this, they fell to where? 
So in Genesis, uh, who's there? They are. How do we know? Darkness covered the face of the deep. Darkness is the absence of the knowledge of God, the absence of the presence of God. So who's here? They are. What was God's answer to them? A son. Ah, you're not hearing me. What was God's answer to evil? A son. What was God's answer to every problem? A son. Who was the son? God himself in the earth. Are you still here? So now watch this. Watch this. Now remember, Eve is having a conversation with a serpent. Here's what the problem is. is In Sunday school, you were taught it was a snake and an apple. And so you're like, if Eve wouldn't have messed with that apple, see, that's why I don't like apples today, because see, Eve. <laughs> you see, Eve, see, she's messing with them apples, and see, she ate that apple. When they ate that apple, see, because them seeds got stuck in her throat. Now, y'all laughing, but I, you ought to hear some of the stuff I heard some people come up with. I'm like, oh, my God, you should not be entitled to talk. <laughs> Who was the serpent? The devil, the deceiver, the hasetan in Hebrew, the adversary, right? So how did he look when he was talking to Eve? Like a man. How do you know? Genesis 19.1. Now two angels came to Sodom in the evening and Lot was sitting at the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them and he bowed his face towards the ground. Now to what? An- Come on, to what? Angel. Go to verse 5. Come on, verse 5. Sink. Here we go. And they called to Lot and said to them, where are the men? Go back to verse 1. Come on, verse 1. Genesis 19.1. Now the two what? Go to verse 5. Now, come on, verse 5. And they called to Lot and said to him, Okay, I'm going to say it one more time because apparently you didn't understand what I just said. Verse 1. Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening and Lot was in the gate of Sodom. Verse 5. And they called to Lot and said to him, where did men at? Which means when an angel appears in the earth, it appears as a human, as a man, as a human. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Which means Satan, since he was still an angel because only did Greek mythology turn him into a demon. When Satan appeared, who was he looking like when he was in the garden? A man. So Eve was talking to a man. You're still here. Now, somebody's ambitious. Bishop, what's the significance of that? Watch this. Here's the significance of it. Uh, because watch this. According to the Midrashic literature, this is where the rabbis now uh, make commentary on the Holy Scriptures, on the sacred writ, on the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. Watch this. You think Eve was Adam's first wife. Don't beat yourself up. Adam had failed relationships too. Watch this now. According to the Midrashic literature, Adam's first wife was not Eve, but a woman named Lilith. And Lilith rebelled, watch this, and then she abandoned Adam, so Eve was created as a replacement. Okay, watch this. Let's take it another further. Adam's relationship with Lilith never was what Adam thought it was because it was only designed to fulfill her purposes outlined in Isaiah 34, 14 through 15. Flip there, Isaiah 34, 14 through 15. See, he thought, oh, this is my bae. And the devil was like, mm-hmm, I got you. 
oh, I'm going to take you out. I'm going to have her lay some eggs, and she's going to tear you up such that you're going to tear everybody up. Are you still here? Come on, Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 34. Y'all still with me? Verse 14. Now, the wild beasts of the desert shall also meet with the jackals. Now, I could spend some time there. And the wild goat shall bleat to its companion. Also, the night creature shall rest there. Night creature in Hebrew is the word Lilith. Say Lilith. Lilith. And find for herself a place of rest. Watch this. Now, watch this. I'll see how deep I can dive with y'all tonight. Verse 15. There the arrow snake shall make her nest and lay eggs and hatch them and gather them under her shadow. There also shall the hawks be gathered, everyone with her mate. Here's the issue. When you see arrow snake, it makes you think now that it's shifted from the animal in verse 14. Except for the fact that in Hebrew, arrow snake means the great owl. The great night creature. You missed it. She's so deceptive, she changed her name halfway through the verse. Okay, y- y'all, y- this is too much. This is, if you just keep Jesus first place in your hearts, I promise you, breakthrough for you. Amen. Now, can I teach it or can I teach it? Look at verse 14. Now, the wild beasts of the desert shall also meet with the jackals and the wild goats shall bleed to his companion. And the night creature, the lilith, the owl, shall rest there and find for herself a place of rest. There, the arrow snake, the great owl, shall make her nest and do what? Lay eggs and hatch and gather them under her shadow. Check this out. Check this out. Lilith's purpose was to lay eggs in the spirit and in the soul of Adam. And once she laid her eggs, she dropped him. This is why there's some folks in your life that it seems like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they just went crazy and disappeared. It's because once they laid their eggs, and some of them weren't folk you were dating. Some of them were your daddy. Some of them were your mama. Some of them were your brother. Some of them were your cousin. They laid eggs and then dropped you. Can I preach it like I want to preach it? I feel something breaking in this atmosphere tonight. I perceive somebody getting free from something tonight. I perceive somebody's bloodline is getting ready to be interrupted tonight. I perceive there's a curse breaker getting there. Watch this. She abandons Adam. She rejects Adam. And he said, Bishop, those, those are big claims. Now, 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 now some of you are going to, we'll come back to a moment, just a moment, about how we know that this owl and all that, we'll come back to that. Because whenever spirits are in the scripture, the Bible always uses animals to represent spirits because you, when you see how the animal acts, you know how the spirit functions. And I taught you in part one about how, watch this, uh, the, the, the goat was used. The high priest would take the sins of the people and lay their hands on the forehead of the goat. And they would lay their hands so that the sin of the people was transferred to the goat. So then the goat became the embodiment of sin. And the scapegoat, it was called, now would run off and then they would kill the scapegoat because the scapegoat carried the sins of the people. Which is why when Jesus was on Calvary, he had to be slaughtered because the sins of the world were now taken upon him. So when he took the sins upon the world, he took on the role of all of the evil that would one day exist in the world are you here 
now check this out. Now, now, now watch this, watch this, watch this. Her rejection and abandonment of Adam drained Adam's willpower so he defied his father and didn't speak up to protect nor correct Eve, which was his. He just ran, gave up, and hid himself. Now, you said, Bishop, how do you know that she introduced those things? Because Genesis 3 tells us everything we need to know. He says, I was afraid. Where'd you get that from? Her. I loved her and she dropped me. Okay, this, 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 this. This, this is, this, this is, okay, all right, let me just show you, let me just show you, because I don't want you to get lost, I don't want you to get lost, come on, stay with me in the mall, stay with me, don't be wandering off, stay with me, we're going to, we're going to the first floor, that's where we're going, get off the escalator, come back with me, stay with me in the mall, watch this, Genesis chapter 3, look what he says, in verse number, uh, verse number 8, and he heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves, every other time the, uh, Adam heard that sound, he ran toward it. Now he's running from it. Every other time he got in trouble, he prayed, praised, and he worshiped. Now he at the club. Talking about I needed a night. You don't even look right around them people. You sitting in there with church clothes on talking about. Don't, you can't even sin right no more. Aren't you glad that the Lord has got such a good hold of you that you don't even do that Y'all ain't said, you don't even look right doing that. You don't even feel right cussing like you used to. You don't even feel right acting like you. Who am I preaching to? Because he'll let us come just as we are. But once his grace gets a hold of us, it won't leave us as we are. You don't even feel right listening to some of that stuff no more. You know, just turn it off. Some stuff come on the TV, just, just turn it off. I can't even just turn it off. Now, look, 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 look. He ran. He hid. Where did he get that from? Runners are preemptive rejectors. Who taught him rejection? She did. She here refers to Lilith. Are you here? Then the Lord God called and said, where are you, Adam? He says, I heard your voice in the garden. Now, it's interesting because they say I heard your voice. But what's interesting, the scripture says they heard the sound of him walking. Which means God is so powerful, when he walks, he talks. And he heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden. Well, then Adam says, well, I heard your voice. <laughs> it meant, watch this. Parents, have you ever just had to just come in the room? And all of a sudden, it, it, I, 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 and then they start crying, like, what you crying for? I ain't even said nothing to you. Fathers, have you ever looked at your daughters and you thought, what are you crying for? That's what happened with Adam. But where did he learn that? He learned that, watch this, because Lilith, she laid her eggs and then she uh, left. She poisoned him, then she left him. Once she laid her eggs, they were left to hatch and then she was gone. She injected in him a fear of rejection, a fear of failure, a fear of disappointment to poison everything else so that he'd automatically ruin and self-sabotage the rest of his life, which is what had been happening in your life. Let's be honest. How much of the problems you've had wasn't nobody else? It was just self-sabotage. I wish I had an honest church here. 
How many, let's be honest. I can be honest. The, the stuff I look back and like, God, dog, but it was self It wasn't nobody else. It wasn't the devil. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. It was me. But what I love about Jesus is that if he's letting me hear this word tonight, and if he's letting you hear this word tonight, that means it's not over. And you're not hearing me. And that means you may have been given no, but no just means not this way and not yet. Because tonight, somebody holler tonight. Oh, I said, I'm getting ready to break. Are you still here? Now, now watch this, watch this. To be clear, because I, 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 I started hearing some feedback from people who was mislistening to the CD. <laughs> I made it up, mislistening, yes. It's in the Harvest Dictionary, exactly. Sure is, we got our own dictionary. We have words in there like, ooh, for now. Y'all not saying that, and we have phrases in there like, eat that banana. We got phrases in there like, we got phrases in there like what you do it for? <laughs> okay. Now, watch this, watch this, watch this. To be clear, somebody that cares about you, holding you accountable, isn't the spirit of Lilith. <laughs> you just always telling me what I need to be doing. That's the spirit of Lilith. No. <laughs> no, it ain't. I just need to be clear because I don't need you mislistening to the scene. <laughs> In fact, it's the total opposite. In fact, God held Adam accountable and Adam made excuses opposed to taking ownership. And Adam just said, God, you know what? I'm hurting. I'm hurt. She came in, she tore it up. She told my, she told my life, ah! What am I to do, Jesus? The Lord would have said, come here, son. He would have made him good. That would have been the Bible. Instead, watch this, pride now makes Adam run from the only thing that has the ability to fix him. Pride makes Adam run from the only one that cares enough to even hear what he has to say. Ain't it funny how you running trying to get folk to hear you and the folk that are trying to hear you, you sit up and treat them? Okay, it got quiet right there. All right, so, uh, watch this, watch this. The spirit of Lilith, let's get into this, causes Christians to engage in intentional rebellion because of a fear of rejection, a fear of failure, and a fear of disappointment. Passive-aggressive behavior was introduced by Lilith. Watch this. Adam said, I'm going to give it up because you might take it. Is this on? I'm going to run from what's mine because I'm scared I might lose it. So like a dummy, I'm going to give it up rather than stand flat-footed and own the fact that I made a mistake. Now, please give me grace. I came to break that spirit of the runner up out of you. I came to break that rejection up out of you. I can touch your name and say, it's got to go tonight. How many times have you not made a phone call because you were scared what the conversation was going to be? You talking about, no, I just, no, I just, no. No, I'm going to tell you what you is. And Lilith's sitting up there. She's sitting in the back talking about, mm-hmm. Shaking her head. She got more sanctified head shake than you do. Look, watch this. Watch this. Many folks aren't jacked up because they don't have leadership. It's that they don't follow it. And often the spirit of Lilith is lurking in the background because resistance of spiritual leadership has a severe penalty. Remember, it caused, what says, Adam now deliberately disobeys a direct instruction. Don't touch it. You can't touch this. Doom, 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 doom. I ain't got my good boots on. They got me some rubber bottom boots. I can't shout like I want to. That's why I don't like them rubber bottoms. You can't shout. <laughs> These are for snow, not for church. 
one time I was with uh, one of the bishops, and we were, we were at the shoe store. And, uh, and he said, man, these, these nice shoes. I said, no, I can't wear them. He said, Bishop, why you can't wear them? Some nice shoes. I said, flip the bottoms over. I said, I can't shout in them shoes. I said, those are rubber bottom shoes, and I can't give God praise. And I ain't buying no shoe if I can't give God praise. I'm serious. And if I can't give God praise, I ain't giving you some of y'all. The problem you don't give God praise, you act so stuck up with his praise and worship time, is because you got rubber bottom shoes. <laughs> you need to get delivered. <laughs> but I would shout, but my shoes, you need to get you some. <laughs> I'm joking, okay. Don't send me no email because I'll respond. Watch. Watch. <laughs> it's a sad sight. Adam deliberately disobeyed his leader. Got it? Deliberately disobeyed his leader. Now check this out. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. It's a sad sight to watch people self-destruct in front of you and in front of your face because they're rebellious and dishonorable. If you read your Bible, God dealt more severely with dishonor and rebellion than he did with anything else. It got quiet right there. When it came to rebellion and dishonor, God was like, oh, no. What you say? What you say to Moses? Moses, move out the way. I'm going to kill them all. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm over it. It's quiet here. It got real quiet right there. Because mm-hmm, I'm in your Kool-Aid now. Oh, yes, I'm in it. Yes. What's the flavor? I know it is. But some of y'all thought you was going to mix it up tonight and put a little grape. You tried to make a little suicide drink. You put some, you put some grape in there and you put some purple in there and, you, and, and, and all is here. And you got some green, the special green flavor that they put out. For no, 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 no. I know the root. Are you still here? No, no. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Since God didn't give us, now, because where Adam said, I'm afraid. Since God didn't give us a spirit of fear, where does the spirit of fear often come from? The spirit of Lilith. 2 Timothy 1 7 says this for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind fear uh, in the Greek there is the word phobio where we get our word phobia God didn't give it to us so who introduced it to you why are you so scared of everything I'm scared of failing I'm scared I might do this I'm scared I might do this I'm scared I'm so scared of this I'm so scared you just scared God dog you what what you just scared but yeah, watch this. I'm going to help you. Because watch this. The ones that play to be the strong ones are normally the most scared. And them playing strong is a way to cover fear. I'm talking to somebody tonight. They do all that extra to cover up the fact that they're scared. I'm good. I'm good. No, you ain't. No, please. Get, lift your hands. <laughs> Lay hands on the sick that they might recover. Are you still here? I says, the Midrash, the Midrash, that's the rabbi's teaching, and I'm almost done, teaches that Lilith appeared at Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of a new spiritual year. And that's when, watch this, her spirit is released into the earth to get people to self-sabotage. Let me make that super practical for you. Number one, we just passed Rosh Hashanah, which is why for many of you in the last few months, you've had some of the most interesting interactions with folk you've ever had. Because the Midrash says it's at Rosh Hashanah that that spirit, that subconscious mindset is released. Which is why you could be doing good one moment. And have you ever noticed how all of a sudden you're like, ain't nobody going to say anything. All of a sudden it's like, what? Where did this come from? Are you still here? What says now, let me give it another level of practicality. Not just Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah represents the blowing of the trumpets, the blowing of order. When order comes into your life, what does that order represent? Something new. So the spirit of Lilith always lurks until something new is getting ready to manifest. 
Have you ever noticed when something new comes up, you start thinking of everything that was? You get a new car, you're talking about, well, my last car, this ain't the last one. You get a new job, well, at my last job, this ain't the last one. All right, can I take it another further? Lilith wearied Adam so that he didn't want to obey clear instructions from his father because he didn't want another failure. Can I help some? No, let me don't say that. No, I already got some stuff. We're going to have to bleep out the CD. I can't get enough. <laughs> he didn't want another failure. He didn't want another hurt. He didn't want another disappointment, so he just gave up. He just he said, I don't want another. So that's why when Eve's sitting there talking to another man, he don't even care. Is this on? That's why when another man is in his garden. When somebody else is in his assignment, that's his. He's like, whatever happens, happens. It's going to be what it's going to be, right? Like that's Bible. It ain't going to be what it's going to be. It's going to be what I say it's going to be. Because death and life are in the power of my tongue. It ain't is what it is. It is what I say it is. He calls things that be not as though they were. I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. What, what, what's this? Can you, can you stay with me for just a few more minutes? I'm almost done. He didn't want another disappointment, so he just gave up. And here's what happens. Lilith causes you to deflect blame. It wasn't me. I've just been hurt. You know what? I just have trust issues. Now, let's be honest. You don't trust you. That's the trust issue you got. Don't blame other folk. You don't trust you. Okay, leave that alone. Look. He deflects blame. He's like, God, it ain't my fault. It's her fault. You didn't come and judge Lilith like you judged this. So now I get to finally tell you how I really feel. It's her. Which means he didn't look at Eve as Eve. He looked at Eve as Lilith. How much new do you keep turning into old because you look at it like it's the old? Let me prove it to you. Here's what you say. I knew this was going to happen. Well, how'd you know that? You ain't no psychic. You ain't no prophet. You can't even see your way down the end of the street to know it's snow down there. How no? I knew this was going to end up like this. Yes, you did. Because you let that trick Lilith come right back on up. By trick, I mean as a spiritual colloquialism, unauthorized spirit. Hallelujah. Watch this. And then you'll deflect blame and be serious about it because you're delusional. Lilith made Adam delusional. Adam actually thought he could run from God. He actually was serious like God ain't going to see us. If we stay down here long enough... I think he won't find us down here. Stop breathing. You're breathing too loud. Stop. He actually, he was delusional. He thought it was going to work. 
Okay, I'm going to come down your road. He thought he could not tithe and do well financially. He actually thought it was going to work. I knew it'd do that. He thought he could dishonor leadership and that somehow God was going to honor him. He, that's what he thought. Oh, it got real quiet right there. He thought he could eat any way he wanted to eat and wonder why he still got sugar. That's deep south. Google it. He thought he could treat people that cared about him any kind of way and they were just going to stay there and take it. But if you love me, you got to take it. You a lie. I ain't got to take nothing. In the words of Principal Joe Clark, the only thing I got to, excuse me, I can't say that in church. It's fourth Wednesday. I should have played the video. I didn't say it too much. I didn't say it too much. <laughs> you used to call me crazy, Joe. Now he... <laughs> Mr. Clark, Mr. Clark. Okay, what's this? <laughs> what's this now? What's this? He was delusional. He thought he could not command his day and somehow the day would be commanded. He thought he could be his child's friend because after all, that's what they need. You got to come down. No, they got to come up. Brand new series starting this weekend. By the way, let me get a sneak peek. On Sunday, we, we hitting this series hard because I ain't been in the pulpit for a while. We're going to deal with your familiar spirits this coming, this, this coming Sunday. The stuff that was assigned to your bloodline to take you out, I'm going to reveal it and you're going to kill that stuff. Yeah. All right. So we hitting it hard. I ain't coming to two steps to a more loving household. I'm going to get to that. But before we get there, here's how the spirit of uh, Lilith is introduced in your life. You ready for this? And then, and then, and then, and then I'm way over time. I, got, I, got, I, I, prom I apologize. Just you know, pray something. Do something. Here's how the spirit of Lilith is introduced in your life. Number one, rejection and abandonment early in life by an authority figure or one you were transparent with. Rejection or abandonment early in life by an authority figure, one you were transparent with. So maybe it wasn't an authority figure. Maybe it was somebody that you told more about you than you'd ever told, and then that person dropped you. Number two, relationships with rebellious people, including family members and relatives. Rebellious means they have a desire to resist authority, control, convention. They're engaged in opposition and armed resistance to an established order. It means they're not easily handled nor kept in place. It's funny how folk will listen to people about stuff they have no business talking about. One time we had somebody's mistress call the church and they said. And so they were like, well, he said, you know, you can't listen to everything bishops say. And I said, really? I said, how he fix his mouth to say anything concerning the mind of God? I said, I got two animals I like for him to meet. Second Kings chapter 2. Oh, I got real quiet in the church, wasn't y'all? I bet y'all y'all show up on Sunday then. What's this? What's this? The point was, as I was thinking, I said, how in the world is he fixing his mouth to be an expert or anything? And further, how is she putting her... Darling, do you realize what role you play in the scenario? 
Now, I'm not judging because I don't judge people. I love, I love God, I love people, I love life. So if that's the most you see for your life, okay. If you can't see yourself as a one, that's okay. <laughs> Go on and be a good two there. Y'all got to, I don't know what they put in that, I don't know what you put off, I don't know what they put in that food, but they gave me for church. They didn't put something in there and gave me something. <laughs> Let me be clear, because I don't want anybody to be, don't be a good two. <laughs> I, I'm being funny. I'm being facetious. Okay. All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Number three, unchecked external influences. TV. You sitting up looking at Empire talking about, that's going to be me. You can't even get to work on time. Talk about the dynasty. What dynasty? Get to work on time. It's quiet in this here church. Talk about, see, that's how I am. I'm a boss. Okay, I'm like cooking. You ain't like cooking. Cooking know how to handle business. You cry when people talk about you. Cooking, t- okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Don't sit up here and act like you ain't waiting to get home to go watch the DVR. Some of y'all streaming tonight, half watching me, half watching that. And I ain't changing church from Wednesday. I'm not. Unless they give me a guest starring role to be the spiritual counselor. And then in that case. <laughs> I don't know what they put in that food. Jesus. Okay, Jesus. Somebody come pick me up. Come pick me up. Let me say this. Oh, I says. TV. Here's the unchecked external influences. TV. TV can be an unchecked external influence because you're watching it now and you're now putting yourselves in the lives of fictional characters. And you say, I wish I had that. It's 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 fake. It's not real. It's a dramatization. All right. Radio. You was feeling good until you listened to a sad song. You were surging. Then all of a sudden... Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. And then how it's funny how as soon as you hear the beat, all of a sudden your countenance is Unchecked external influences, that spirit can be that spirit can be released. Because remember, it's a subconscious mindset. So it gets lost in your subconscious, and all of a sudden now you're thinking, let me prove it to you. How many good things have been said to you, but all you remember is the one bad thing? It got lost in your subconscious. That's how Lilith is introduced. Now let me deal with this real quickly. How does the spirit of Lilith function? We looked at this last week. The Hebrew term Lilith translates as night creature, night monster, night hag, screech owl, night owl. It's seen in Isaiah 34 and 14 in this list of animals. She's called the night owl because she produces, watch this, and remember, the spirit's not male or female, but that's what we're referring to her as, seemingly uncontrollable destructive thoughts in the evening. Uncontrollable, you'll be like, stop! And then you'll be good for like five minutes. And you're sitting there driving down the road looking like something crazy is going on in your car. People think you're talking on the Bluetooth. 
Lilith refers to disease-bearing wind spirits. She blows in with the wind, which is why you have to be very careful when you just have casual interactions with folk. And folk, uh, please understand, when old folks show up, you need to be looking. No matter what you here for. Well, you know, it's been a little while. You were just on my mind. Why was I on your mind? Was the little owl came by your house last night and put me on your mind so you could call me and say some mess to me that messed me up? It's quiet in this here church. Lilith also translates, watch this, to being the goddess of the blood moon. A few weeks ago in the world, we saw a phenomenon, what they call a blood moon. And folks looking up at the moon, they're looking at the moon, looking at the moon, looking at the moon. How's looking at the moon? Look at the moon, look at the moon, look at the moon. I went all the way at the thing. Look, look at the moon, look at the moon, look at the moon. I got a picture of the moon. My picture wasn't that good, so I used a news picture. <laughs> you know, the software update, just the camera don't work the same way, you know. It's just like, it's all blurry. <laughs> I'm not the only one that's on that. Which means, watch this. When that phenomena occurred, please understand, folks in the world talking about, ooh, it's the end. No, it's not. Just shut up. Just shut up. The Bible says that world never ends. The earth is without end. The age will end. The earth never ends. Okay? So you can just relax, relate. Ain't going to be no, it's going to Armageddon. It's going to be fire everywhere. <laughs> if you set your house on fire, that would be true. Fire. <laughs> See, lift your hands. Lift your, lift your, Jesus. Give me some oil. Come out, you. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> I'm just messing. I got, I got to finish. I got to finish. I got to, I got to. <laughs> okay, all right, stop right there. Okay. Well, watch this, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. What really was happening is that the spirit of Lilith, watch this, was being released into the earth. Which tells me that something supernatural is ready to happen for the body of Christ. Because why would she show up? Unless you're trying to lay some eggs to get you to self-sabotage. But I got good news for you tonight. We taking them eggs and we taking them out back. Let's have some scrambled eggs with cheese and spinach. Y'all not saying nothing to me. You ought to touch your name and say, it ain't getting me this time. In the Bible, I got to finish this. I got five minutes on the city. My God, I plan on being done a long time ago. In the Bible, animals are used to illustrate how certain spirits work. And Lilith symbolizes an owl. So when we look at the characteristics of an owl, we see how the spirit works. And I gave this to you, so I'm going to go through them real fast. Most owls are nocturnal, actively hunting their prey in the darkness. Watch this. However, uh, some owls are active during the twilight hours of dawn and dusk. Watch this. Please understand. The goal of Lilith is to keep you from commanding your day because you're falsely overwhelmed. But I'm just so overwhelmed. No, you're not. It's false. What you are is disorganized. You are not overwhelmed. You just haven't properly organized what you've been given. You know to pray. You know to praise. You know to worship, but you don't. Watch this. Most owls live a mainly nocturnal lifestyle, and being able to fly without making any noise gives them a strong advantage over their prey when they're listening for the slightest sound at the night. Please understand uh, that they work in camouflage. Please understand the coloration of the owl's plumage plays a key role in its ability to sit and blend into the environment, making it invisible to its prey. That's why you didn't even know what was working. You just said, I don't know what's going on. I'll tell you what's going on. She has a name. Ah, okay. Well, watch this. While Lilith is clearly laid out in the Bible, watch this. She's cloaked. In fact, most owls share an innate ability to fly almost silently and almost more slowly or patiently in comparison to other birds of prey, which means Lilith is patient. 
She'll sit back and wait to the most opportune time to introduce some destructive thoughts to you. All right, the beak. The beak of the owl is short, curved, and downward facing, and typically hooked at the tip for gripping and tearing its prey. Once prey is captured, the scissor motion of the top and lower bill is used to tear the tissue and kill it. Watch this. Once Lilith has the hook of you, then she begins to exercise a scissor motion the same way the owl does. Which is why you always feel torn up and you have emotional outbursts and you're up and you're down and you're left and you're right. And you look at yourself and say, why in the world did you act like that over that? Because literally you're being torn up. All right, got to get, get number one. Right, the talons. While the auditory and visual capabilities of the owl allow it to locate it and pursue its prey, the talons and beak of the owl do the final work. The owl kills its prey by using these talons to crush the skull and to knead the body. So what the owl does is the owl takes its talons and then now it crushes the skull. The skull, watch this. Remember, these natural uh, operations of an animal teach us how the spirit functions. Got it? So the owl now crushes the skull. Now, what, what does that mean for you in the spirit? It, it crushes the mind. Which is why you know to do A, yet you do four. And sit up and watch yourself do four. It ain't even like you didn't know. You just sit and watch yourself. The Lord knows my heart. Hearing. Owls exhibit specialized hearing functions and ear shapes that also aid in hunting. Watch this. Listen to this. And, and this is what you need to shout about. Touch your neighbor's hand. Give me a shout. All right, I'm through. I'm through. Totally through. Right here. When Lilith hears something good has been decided in your favor, that's when she pounces. Now, can I go real deep, real quick? How would she know, this spirit, that something good has been decided in your favor? Job chapter 1. And there was a meeting. And there was a meeting amongst the sons of God. Sons of God is a Hebrew idiom for angels. And the Hasaitan stood up and said, well, God says, where have you been? Well, I've been walking to and fro on earth, seeking one man can devour. Well, now watch this. Sons of God is plural. So could it be when God was making some decisions in your favor? Old girl was sitting up there listening. Old girl refers to the spirit of healing. And she said, oh, my God, they're getting ready to surge. And if I don't get down there and get them to sabotage, they're going But we got an announcement for that spirit tonight. You did not win. You cannot win. You ought to give God praise tonight that that thing's not. I said, you ought to give God praise tonight that that thing's not going to win. I said, you ought to give him praise. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. 
from makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's.